Welcome in lacrosse fans to the Utah Lax Report. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. On the podcast today, we have Corner Canyon head coach Aaron Ika and his son Trey Ika, who joins us from Windsor, Connecticut. We, of course, talk all things lacrosse and look forward to the future of a regular season. Also in the newsletter, we talk about different commits that have happened over the last couple weeks and general news and updates. Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show, Coach and Trey. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining me. I, I, uh, I've never had a father-son uh, combo on the show before, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, you know, the Ika family is a, a, a famous name here in Utah in the lacrosse circles. Coach, t- tell me about yourself. You know, how did you, how did you get into lacrosse? Maybe what was some of your background? Did, you know, were you born in Utah? Yeah, so I, w- I was born, uh, born and raised in Draper, Utah. Uh, ended up uh, going to Alta High School, playing football there. And then uh, when I got married, uh, my father-in-law, uh, Jim Cross, played. Uh, he was a lacrosse player, played at UMBC uh, back in uh, the the wooden stick leather helmet days. So uh, when the kids were born, it was kind of a prerequisite that they were they were going to be playing lacrosse. They weren't going to be playing uh, any baseball or any of that kind of stuff. And so, you know, the lacrosse just grew from there and kind of the relationship there that I have with my father-in-law and, and my oldest son, Parker, getting into lacrosse and and just kind of trying to keep up with it. You know, I, me personally, I, I've never played lacrosse. Uh, it was something that was brand new to me when my my oldest son started playing in third grade, uh, and he's now you know 23 year old uh, who's coached with me at Corner Canyon. Uh, he was a JV offensive coordinator for a few years, and he's finishing up his degree at UVU. So he's decided to take a step back, and and uh, you know it it all kind of snowballed from there from coaching in. Uh, Little League uh, at Juan Diego to coaching youth at Harriman and, and being part of the Harriman lacrosse board all the way up into uh, being the high school head coach at Harriman and then deciding it was time for me to go back to school and not not wanting to, to take on the burden of being a, uh, a high school head coach looking for something that would take up a little less time and, you know, the kind of the day I stepped down from Harriman, I got a call from Mark Davis at Corner Canyon saying, hey, come come coach our JV team. It doesn't take as much time as a varsity lacrosse team. And, uh, you know, got, got to spend a few years uh, working with Mark Davis, learning from him uh, before uh, kind of taking over the Corner Canyon program and trying to to keep things running as, as well and as smoothly as he had them going and, and just building on the foundation that uh, he had built along with a few others. And then, you know, being able to, to bring in uh, for my staff, a bunch of good guys like Elias Fairman, Jeff Brozka, uh, John Holmes, um, Jeff King from the East coast and, you know, keep David Michael I on staff so that we had uh, just a really good core value of guys that have been around lacrosse a long time. Definitely. And, and it, if I remember right, you, you got your degree, right? And you're a teacher. Are you teaching at Corner Canyon? Uh, no, I'm not. So I, I did get my degree. Uh, I have a history teaching degree from the University of Utah. 
Uh, I was on the uh, 20 year plan. Uh, and, and really the big thing there was to not only finish it for myself, but to also show my kids like, you know, it's not too late to finish anything you start, no matter what comes up, uh, what obstacles get in the way. And, you know, I, I felt like finishing that was also a good thing to show, you know, current and former lacrosse players that I've been around that, you know, as much, you know, working full time, having four kids, you know, you can still take time to better yourself and, and to, to, to finish some other things you started, even though, you know, the task looks daunting and you have to make some sacrifices. I definitely think it was well worth it to, to finally be able to, uh, to have that graduation, even though it was a little surreal and strange being right in the middle of uh, the, the COVID-19 uh, lockdowns and everything, but it, it was still a, uh, you know, just a great feeling to have accomplished that. Absolutely. And, and uh, it's a great example, like you said, for your kids and, and your players as well. Um, talk to me about, you know, going to school and, and coaching. Uh, how did you balance that? Uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of late nights where I had to figure out what exactly I should be focusing on, whether it was homework or lacrosse. And, and I'm not going to lie, I probably spent the majority of the time doing lacrosse <laughs> stuff instead of homework. But, you know, it, it, there's definitely a balance. And I think one of the, one of the biggest things I learned over the years, is I spent a lot of time uh, not only watching lacrosse videos, but um, being able to attend the um, IMCLA coaches convention and being able to sit and listen to all the college coaches talk about how they prioritize their time and, you know, the way they build their teams and, and the way that they, they work on, on things within the team to help build it and make it stronger. I think doing all that helped me learn uh, how to prioritize my time and, and my days so that not only, you know, did I have my own personal job that I was doing, but I was going to school and had lacrosse. And as long as I could, could focus on the task at hand and, and really dive into what I was doing at that moment, you know, I think things really went very well. And for our team this year at Corner Canyon, our, our motto was be where your feet are. Um, and I thought, it, you know, number one, it was really important for this day and age for kids to be able to focus on the task at hand um, with social media and all the other things going on. You know, it, you can kind of get caught up in, in a lot of the stuff going on around you. And, you know, our big thing is to, to, to control the things you can control, which is basically yourself and your reaction to what's going on. And, you know, I think through the college coaches convention, through being able to work with a bunch of good guys like uh, Mark Davis and, and, and all those guys that have kind of helped bring me up and make me a better coach, you know, I've been able to learn and, and kind of adapt from there. Definitely. I, I'm going to, I'm going to switch uh, to Trey now. Trey's joining us from Windsor, Connecticut where he attends Loomis Chaffee. Uh, is, it's a prep school, right? Is that the kind of the designation? Yeah, like I both – you hear it like prep school or boarding school, either one. Okay. Something that's foreign to, to people from Utah, right? Tell, tell right, yeah. Tell us what it's like there. Um, well, obviously, it's like different uh, – a whole different culture, a whole different like group of people, and especially within the boarding school community too, like these these big schools try and bring together – a small group of kids from all over there. I have friends from, I have friends from Texas, Colorado, um, 
friends from Chicago. I have friends that live right in the city of New York, right in Harlem. Um, so it's just this is this big mixture of just kids from all different places coming together to make like an even different culture, uh, which is really cool. And and what's uh, what's the lacrosse team like? Um, the lacrosse is, uh, for lack of better words, is crazy. Um, every team we play has at least like eight or nine division one commits. Um, and it's just crazy competition every week. It's, it's super fun. And then it's, it's great just to be here and play like against kids that way. What, uh, what, what's your typical schedule on a, on a normal, are, are you going to classes or are you online learning? Yeah. So right now I'm doing, we have a, like a split schedule. So you'll have one day with a class in person and the next day that same class will meet but instead of meeting you'll do just work that they give you during that class time they call it asynchronous um and so you right now they've split the terms into two and i took two classes online from home uh in the first part of fall term and now i'm taking three to combine for a whole of uh, five classes for fall term but right now it's just those three classes for the five weeks that i'm here um and I'll have class from 8.30 to 3.20, um, whatever that class is, like either it's um, like in-person or we're just doing work from our rooms. And then after that, we'll either, we're lifting three days a week. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, we're lifting. And then for after school, and then on Fridays and Wednesdays, we're having lacrosse practices. Um, and then after practice, uh, I typically come back to my room, I'll shower and then I'll go to dinner with my, I have a roommate, so I'm pretty much with him all the time. Cause he also plays lacrosse. Um, so we'll go to dinner after dinner, we'll come back, hang out with everyone for like an hour. And then we have study hall from seven 45 to nine 45. Um, so we get our work done then. And then after that, we just pretty much hang out or go to bed. Sure. Sounds, sounds exhausting. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a lot. Sure. And, and you've committed to play at, at St. Joseph's. Talk about sort of that process. What are things that uh, maybe stood out to you or things that you had just no idea going into it that, that you want to share for, for those who are listening? Um, it's definitely, when, when they call it a process, it's not like a fancy term for like, that's definitely what it is. Um, going into my junior year, I actually didn't play um, any lacrosse in the summer because I due to injury. Um, so that was kind of a big worry for me. And I wasn't really getting a lot of attention September 1st. Um, and so throughout that fall I played and that's when I picked up attention from like St. Joe's and Richmond and Bryant um, and a couple other schools. And that's who um, I was mainly talking to schools like that. Um, and before I visited St. Joe's, I had been talking to him a little bit, but my roommate um, actually set up a visit with them before going down to a tournament and showcase uh, that was in Philly. And so when I heard that my roommate did that, I was going to ride down with him because we were going from school. Um, so that's when I actually visited St. Joe's. And right from being on that campus, it was just it it felt like like I could go there for school. Um, and I just really enjoyed the coaches there and everything. Um, and in regards to the process, I'd say like, don't, don't get your head down, like work with what you have. And if, if you're playing well and you know, the right people, you'll, you'll definitely get noticed and just try and play as much lacrosse as you can. Sure. That's, that's great advice. Um, what, what are you looking forward to most, uh, about, you know, these next few months, um, 
your, your senior year? What, what are you looking forward to the most? Um, I'd have to say just, just grinding and getting better and getting ready for hopefully the season that we'll have in the spring. Um, really just bearing down and working hard is what I'd say I'm probably looking forward to the most. Sure. What, what is it, how, how does, uh, how is your, either your, your lacrosse or your life, you know, uh, affected by your dad being a successful head coach? Um, it's, it's hard, but it's also, it's very beneficial. Like it's obviously hard because sometimes, um, you know, you wish that lacrosse and like your other life wasn't, was separated, but <laughs> you know, looking back on it, I'm very grateful <laughs> for having it because it's just always allowed me to be the best player I can. And, you know, he's, he's my dad. And so even when I'm playing for him and he's a head coach and looking after all these other kids, like he's obviously because I'm his son, he's going to be noticing like the littler things that I'm doing wrong. Even that's maybe some of their coaches wouldn't tell me or wouldn't notice. Um, so I can fix that, which being a son and being as stubborn as both of us are, we obviously sometimes clash heads, but in hindsight, it's like a great thing to have, which has molded me into the player and the person I've become today. Sure. When, when did you know, when did you know that you wanted to play uh, at, in college? You know, was it a moment or was it, over, you know, over a period of time? But when did you say, okay, this is, this is it. This is my sport. This is what I'm going to try to do. Honestly, it was from like fourth, fourth or fifth grade. Like right from then is when I knew I wanted to play this in college. Like it, it was, it was so early on. And, and how hard did your, your grandpa push for you to go to UMBC? <laughs> he actually he actually didn't really push too hard for it um he had mentioned it before but uh i actually took him we were in maryland for the nike all-star games tournament um, i was on the west team and and we had a little bit of extra time on sunday so we went to philly um and walked around st joe's and he was actually so like he was so excited and just absolutely loved the campus and said i made like a great choice and everything so i think like deep down, he would have loved for me to go to UMBC, but I think he's just as equally pumped for me to go to St. Joe's. Sure. Um, do, do you, did you did you grow up playing catch with him in the backyard? Yeah, yeah. We would. I remember going over to his house when we were uh, when I was younger for like family events and stuff, and there would always be lacrosse sticks around, and me and my cousins and my grandpa, we'd all just like throw around, or sometimes he'd have a goal in the backyard that we'd be shooting on. That, that's interesting. That's interesting to me, Trey, because I, I feel that um, a lot of people in Utah are, are getting to the point where, you know, people like my age, like I play catch with my kids, but I don't know if there's any like two generation or I guess third generation lacrosse catch in the backyard on a Sunday night happen. You know, there's probably not a lot of it. So you might be one of the first, it, it, you know, maybe even the only at that point, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought about that either. That's actually, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> not, not a lot of grandpas, not a lot of our grandpas played, uh, played lacrosse. So that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Pretty fortunate. Um, Aaron, I'm going to ask you a quick question about sort of what I was talking about with Trey. What's it like to have a son who, who, um, you know, you, you've coached up and, and he's succeeding, you know, obviously doing well. And um, what's it like to kind of have that father son relationship? You know, sometimes I feel like I'm trying to live up to uh, to live up to his reputation. You know, with the way he plays on the field. So, 
um, I think it's definitely pushed me as far as coaching goes to not only be a good coach, but to keep up with him and, and to, to try to make myself a better coach, to be able to help him and to focus on some of the little things, you know, head placement, elbow placement, little things like that on a shot that, you know, I would have never known uh, with my, my older son um, when he started playing. So I think it's it's been a definitely a good thing, and I think between the two of us, we've kind of we've kind of been able to push each other, uh, and and focus and, and and make each other better along the way. Um, but it's definitely been been a fun thing. The hardest thing I think was knowing that I was going to be taking over the Corner Canyon program the same year he was leaving, two thousand miles across the country to go play on his own, but it was one of those things that we knew in the long run was going to be very beneficial for him. And not just from a lacrosse standpoint, but from a a school and education standpoint, we knew the school he was going to was one of the top schools in the country academically. And we felt like the opportunity that they had given him, we just couldn't pass up. So, you know, I I would spend all this time here with, with the boys in Draper and then, you know, spend a lot of time just wondering and waiting to hear, you know, kind of how lacrosse was going for him and, and make sure that I was online for when the games were going. And, you know, we went out and visited for a couple of football games, but the hardest part was never being able to go out and, and watch lacrosse games in person because of the, the commitment I had made here to, to the boys in the community here in Draper. Sure. Uh, similar to the question I asked Trey, what, when did you know you wanted to become, or when did you, you know, when did you know you wanted to stay in coaching or become a head coach? You know, was it an overnight thing or was it something that just kind of, they've never asked you to leave type thing, right? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. what, uh, what's that been for you? Yeah, really, I, I got my start in coaching with Little League football. <laughs> and so, you know, with with my oldest son, Parker, uh, I was coaching him in, in Little League football and, and we had a lot of success. And then, you know, realized that, that there was a need for, for lacrosse coaching, that there just wasn't a lot of guys in the state that that knew the game of lacrosse. And so, you know, I, I joined together with my father-in-law and kind of took that on so that we could we could start educating kids and, and getting kids up to speed on on what lacrosse should should be and, and how it should be played. And and things we could do to help uh, make improvements with wherever we were at the time. And I think as our, our teams got better and better at the youth level, that's when I really started looking at, at saying, okay, yeah, I think, you know, high school lacrosse is for me and I can move on to that and can really do some good things there. Um, and, you know, it, it was definitely a learning, a learning process along the way, but, you know, like I've said before, that there's there's always been good people around me uh, that that I could never take all the credit for it myself. There was always a bunch of good guys, kind of to help me out along the way as well as as me helping them. Sure. Uh, you mentioned the the IMLCA conference had been an, an inspiration to you. What other pieces? You know, are you are you into books that you know, like coaching books or? motivational books or podcasts or, you know, what, where, where do you draw your inspiration for, uh, for coaching? Uh, it's kind of all over the place. Um, I have, 
I have my own lacrosse video library of, of I would say about a hundred different videos from different coaches on everything from, you know, drills they run to how they run practices and things. And then also, you know, I've a bunch of books. I got a book by Bill Walsh. I got one with Tony Dungy, uh, Urban Meyer, um, you know, as well as, as some, some other sports guys, John Gordon, you know, I, I read a lot of his stuff and try to implement a lot of the things that John Gordon does uh, with my Corner Canyon lacrosse team. Um, and those, you know, are, are invaluable for me because I feel like, you know, there's always room to grow and always room to improve. And, you know, I, I'm trying to hold our boys to the to be accountable to that growth. I've got to hold myself accountable there as well. Sure. I, you mentioned John Gordon. Um, I, I've read a couple of his. My, you know, obviously the my favorite is the hard hat. Um, yeah. Talking about uh, the Cornell lacrosse team, and and obviously I, I'd highly recommend that for anyone. Um, just a great great book overall. Great author. He's a great follow on Twitter as well. Oh yeah, yeah uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's always tweeting, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I. I'd be remiss to, to not ask about sort of last season. Um, you know, it was no secret that corner cannon was one of the favorite teams in the state. What, what did you tell your guys as you know, the season essentially got, got shut down. What, what did you do to, to help them through that? You know, the, the, the biggest thing we talked about is that, you know, no one's guaranteed to, to ever play that next game. And the only thing they could really control and focus on was themselves. So, that was the thing we were going to focus on the most while we were shut down was, you know, guys that needed to take time to work on their grades. They could do that guys that needed to take time to work on conditioning or, or getting injuries. Right. They had that time to work on that. And so our, our you know, one of the biggest things we always talk about uh, with the boys is, is the equation E plus R equals O event plus response equals outcome. So no matter the event, you know, the way you respond and, and the way you focus on what you can do uh, and what's in your control, that always determines the outcome. And, and that was the thing that we were trying to focus most on was just to have a positive response to everything going on around us. So that if we did get the opportunity to continue, uh, we would be ready to continue. And if we didn't get the opportunity to continue, you know, just trying to figure out ways to make sure that our senior class knew that they were loved and that we were going to miss them uh, as well as kind of trying to keep all the boys focused and together because as those seniors leave, you know, it opens up opportunity for others to step up and, and to take on a bigger role. So we still needed to be able to, to focus on that a little bit as well for, um, for the next, the next years to come. And, and, you know, we did have, we, we were lucky. We had the opportunity to play some games in June uh, and, you know, we, we had the majority of the team back. Um, we had some guys that had, had kind of decided as seniors it was time for them to to get a job and, and to get ready. You know, we had a couple of guys going on missions, a couple of guys heading away to college. So, you know, that was the decision they made is that it was it was the right time for them to kind of do that. But, you know, we were able to to have a senior night once things kind of settled down outside at the stadium and and little things like that that I think really, you know, kind of helped keep the team together and, and keep us focused and and keep keep the boys interested in lacrosse, focused on each other and, and just working hard to 
to do good things, not just for themselves, but you know, for the community around them. Sure. And, and, uh, what are you, what are you doing this fall? Are you practicing scrimmages, all that? Uh, so we're, we're doing a lot of stick skill. Um, our fall ball, we do a little bit different. We don't, we don't go out and schedule a ton of games. Uh, the biggest thing we try to do is we run some inner squad scrimmages, look at things that we need to focus on and fix and then spend, you know, spend our fall focusing on those things to fix them and, and then try to get a few scrimmages in at the end. Um, we were able to play Pleasant Grove um, last Monday, I believe it was. Uh, and so that was fun to get on the field with, with another team. And, and uh, you know, Bray Burbage is, a, is an awesome guy, so it's always good to see him. And, and we were able to, to do some things on the field, get some of our, our brand-new freshmen you know, time on the field for their, their first high school game experience under the lights there at Pleasant Grove. And then we had a, a couple more scrimmages scheduled, uh, but we, we ran into some COVID issues with, with teams having, you know, 10, 11 guys in quarantine. And we're just waiting to see if we can pick those back up or, you know, if not, we're, we're definitely going to keep focusing on some stick skill throughout the rest of this month. So that uh, come next season, our guys are a little bit sharper uh, than they were at the start of school this year. Sure, I'd I'd ask you about next season, but I'm not sure. You know, it might be. <laughs> it's just so up in the air. I don't know what there is to, much to say, right? Yeah, I mean, at this at this point, we're just hoping there's a next season. Um, but I'm definitely excited for our our guys. You know, we we've got a lot of a lot of talent at corner canyon but you know the thing that i'm always most impressed with is we've got a lot of heart and the boys genuinely love spending time together which is always great to see right um let, let me ask you both this question when when did you fall in love with the game you know when did you say I, i'm assuming lacrosse is your favorite sport maybe it's not but you know when did you say i, I love lacrosse this is this is something that i'm gonna you know be a part of the rest of my life um I, i'd probably say the uh from the moment i started playing it uh for me I, I would probably say so my son parker started when he was in third grade uh i would say about his fifth grade year uh he was playing for uh dan mannix and on on the team that he was on had guys like michael i bullet um and it you know that just the speed at which they were playing you know I always love to see and I realized kind of at that moment how much more I really liked lacrosse uh than and, and I still love football but just how much faster lacrosse was and and just the little nuances of lacrosse you know that, that made me fall in love with it it was probably right around that that fifth grade age for Parker which was like Trey was in first grade, I think at the time, or even it might have even been that kindergarten year. What What's your favorite lacrosse memory? Uh, for me, uh, I'd have to go back to to kind of being a dad. Uh, I think one of the coolest things for me was was watching uh, Trey's Under Armour Under Armour team. Uh, the particular year he was playing for the the West, um, and they they weren't even favorites to going into the tournament, but um, Trey's team they 
they ended up in the championship game and, you know, Trey had two goals in that championship game at Under Armour for the command division. And it was just really cool to see, you know, that group of 22 guys come together to, to be the top team in the country that year. It, it was just a really awesome experience to be part of uh, watching, watching your own son do that. Um, and then I kind of think, you know, pretty close second to that would be just watching him go through uh, his whole recruiting process um, because me and my wife weren't, we weren't as involved in it as people probably think. Um, him being away at school already on his own, we wanted to make sure that whatever decision he was making, he was doing it for himself, not for us, and that it, it was going to be a good fit for him. And so we kind of took a, an approach to it where we, we really let him handle a lot of the legwork. And it was just awesome to see him uh, just grow and mature and, and his decision process. And, you know, at the end of the day, seeing how excited he was with the choice he made and, and it kind of all fit and, and came full circle for us as a family that it, it fit into kind of all the, all the things we were looking for and, and checked all the boxes at the same time that, that we wanted to make sure uh, that he was doing when he found a school that fit him. Um, I have two. So obviously the first one would be um, that Under Armour Championship. That whole tournament was just awesome. We had great coaches and it was just, we had a great team, a bunch of guys. And for a club, well, I guess it's kind of like for a club team, like the Under Armour kind of thing. I've never felt like a closer bond with a team. Like we were all just like so in sync and everything. And they were just great to hang out with, like in between games and everything. It was just a great team, great chemistry and everything. And we won, which was awesome. Um, but my second one, I, cu I couldn't like choose between the two, um, would be my sophomore season here at Loomis. Um, and it was the last season that we, we were able to play. It was, it was an awesome season. We went 12 and eight, which was compared to five and 15 my freshman year. Um, and it was a great group of guys. Like I'll always remember this team and everyone was like best friends with each other. And the locker room was awesome. Like we were all hanging out all, all the time and that's definitely been like the highlight of my lacrosse career is like that team feeling and the chemistry that that team had was just really cool and I really enjoyed it. Awesome I, I love it and uh, we all have our, our own favorite lacrosse memories and and hopefully there's there's many more to come well, well thanks again for joining me and, and uh, best of luck these seasons. Thank you thanks for having me.